It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Four days ago, Salt Lake County District Attorney Sim Gill addressed the media and the public, and he laid out a presentation of his findings relating to the fatal shooting of Bernardo Palacios Carbajal. As you know, on, I believe it was March 23rd, in the early hours of that day, next to a gentleman's club, uh, this young man allegedly committed an armed robbery. Not one, but two. And then when police arrived, he fled, tripped a number of times, each time dropping a firearm and retrieving it afterwards. Ultimately, in the estimation of the police officers involved, the two of them, this young man threatened their lives with that firearm, and they opened fire on the young man, ending his life. Now the question after that was, will there be charges filed against these officers? Was their behavior acceptable? Was it in compliance with Utah law? Was it improper? And the answer to all those questions uh, was, in fact, uh, it was not improper, that their behavior was protected by Utah law, and that charges would not be filed by the district attorney. Now, during that address... During that address and during subsequent conversations that I've had with the district attorney, he made mention of, uh, or at least he recognized, the upset felt by many about what happened that night. Now, so you and I are clear, I, I watched... I think I've watched it three times in its entirety. The presentation by the district attorney that day. I watched it and listened to it live with you here on these airwaves. And then afterwards, uh, in the privacy of my own home, I hear it sat and watched through it a, a second and third time. And I'm a layman. I don't pretend to have the uh, the expert eye and the discerning mind to make an, uh, an analysis like was done by uh, district attorney Sim Gill. But everything that he said made sense to me. And it was all practical and uh, well thought out in my uh, humble and wanting opinion. After that presentation of the evidence, the video, the testimony, the alternate video from the buildings nearby, and the data and science, Sim Gill did make reference to the upset felt by many. And he said that if... If people would like to see changes to Utah law, that those changes would have to be, that they would have to be changed at the legislative level. Now, during that Thursday press conference of uh, last week, where he ruled, again, that officers were legally justified in the shooting death of Bernardo Palacios Carbajal, he also laid out uh, that this case is only one thing where police uh, were, were justified. I think that we are all interested and finding the truth. Now we can have a second conversation about criminal justice reform. We can have a second conversation about uh, police brutality and those concerns that are there. But this particular case and the facts in this case, that's what I look at 
In this case, it is justified under the statute. That conversation is an important conversation that I've said. That conversation, that second conversation, he was telegraphing the release of a document which he put uh, out just yesterday. It is a long, lengthy document. I believe it's 15 uh, pages long where he lays out in uh, great detail uh, his recommendations, possible amendments to Utah state law. Uh, the, the first one, apply the same legal standards for self-defense to law enforcement officers as are applied to non-officers. We're going to get into uh, whether or not uh, these would work in a moment, and we're going to get some reaction from uh, a former member of law enforcement and the Utah State Legislature. Uh, Lee Perry will be my guest in the next segment, and we will walk through some of these suggestions from Sim Gill. Now, you have to remember, Sim Gill is, of course, the Salt Lake County District Attorney. His authority uh, extends only to Salt Lake County. Here, he is making recommendations that would uh, alter Utah state law uh, well beyond the county. That That's interesting and worth taking note of. Uh, I just point that out uh, in terms of uh, process so you understand that. But the first one, as I said, the first recommendation, the first possible amendment to Utah state law from Sim Gill would be to apply the same legal standards for self-defense to law enforcement officers as are applied to non-officers. What does that mean? You and I, uh, you may have, let's say, a concealed carry permit. And there are certain laws and requirements that go into uh, not only obtaining that permit, but also using it. Should your life be threatened, uh, there are circumstances under which you are legally justified to use a firearm to halt the threat to your life. And the first recommended possible amendment by Sim Gill here to state law would be to place to apply the same legal standards to self-defense or for self-defense to law enforcement officers as are applied to non-officers. So what you and I have to consider when faced uh, with a situation that might call on the legal use of our firearm to stop a threat against us, those would be the same considerations having to be made by law enforcement. Interesting. Let's go back now to the, the press conference of last Thursday. Sim Gill did discuss the need to change the law in Utah, saying that he intended, uh, in fact, to propose the very changes we're looking at now. And, and hopefully that we have that conversation to change the law. And in fact, you know, in the, I've said it a few times in the past that if we want different outcomes, then we need to change the law. And then and, and, and in the very near future, it's pretty abundantly clear to me that we're at a log jam of, uh, of our policymakers. And in the very near future, uh, my office will release a set of proposals of, to start the conversation on how those laws may be changed and go through that process to make sure that it reflects the ideals and the values that we want as a, as a community. Now I want to jump down to a, a statement that he made to me on my radio program later that same day, last Thursday. He discussed how his job as district attorney is to apply the law. He also made reference to changes that might be needed. If people want a different outcome, and, uh, and there's valid concerns about uh, those broader issues, but in this particular case... The, uh, the law was applied as it was meant to be applied, and if we want different outcomes, then let's change the law. Think what you want about this district attorney. Uh, I, I'm going to 
offer these uh, opinions based solely on this circumstance here. I told you that I was convinced by the evidence in the presentation he gave. I am also aware that his proposed amendments would have very likely changed his ultimate determination. That if you go through these, uh, and I believe there are, yeah, he has 17, 18, 19, uh, 21, 20, yeah, 21 proposed changes to Utah law. If those were all in place, his determination, uh, which was presented last Thursday, would very likely have been different. It would have been a different set of criteria he would have applied to the circumstances which transpired uh, on that night where that young man uh, died. And I admire Sim Gill because he was he clearly disagrees with Utah law, but he also clearly understands that his duty is to apply Utah law. That is what he did in his presentation and his determination of last Thursday. And while he disagrees with the law, he's put out this document on how to change it. But uh, when the rubber met the road, he uh, stuck to the law. And you have to admire him for that, regardless of uh, of his underlying feelings about the law itself.